we've been having conversations recently about feminism. We have. With advisor feminist. Yes. And you don't. And I don't. Yes. You very first told me, I remember being like, whoa, you're not a feminist? <laughs> because there's so many things that we do have in common and and like really values-based things that we have in common. So I would love to have a conversation about it, about why you haven't identified as a feminist. Mm. And I'd really love to find out from you, how do you define it? Yes. How are you a feminist? What what do you do that makes you a feminist? Mm-hmm. What do you believe? Yeah. So I think we're going to have a juicy conversation. It's going to be so good. Hi, I'm Gian. And I'm Kimmy. We are two vibrant women excited about connection. We're interested in everything from self-discovery to the breakable and unbreakable bonds that weave through our various life stages. Let's talk about identity. What about intimacy? Sex. Partnership. Friendship. And parenting. And let's do it with our characteristic candor, compassion and curiosity. Absolutely. You are in for a treat. Gian is super funny. (laughs) And Kimmy has incredible insights. Learn and grow as you eavesdrop into our unscripted and warm conversations. Welcome to Connected. I, uh, like most of pop culture at the moment, uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with the Barbie movie. (laughs) 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 And so I've been, yeah, really exploring some more of those feminist themes and have loved how it's brought some more of it into the spotlight. Yeah, I'd really like to start the conversation by framing the definition of feminism from your perspective. Yes. I think language is so, so important when we talk about different concepts. I think I have always had a, like, probably a narrow understanding of feminism to start with in that, A, I thought all women were. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And they're not. (laughs) And B, I think for me it had always meant that women deserve to have equal rights to men. But in particularly in like some of the discussions that I've had with other other women, I've discovered that there's so many different definitions of feminism. So like a radical feminist is more likely to have a different view to someone who identifies as a Marx feminist or a liberal feminist. Um, I think I probably fall more into a liberal Marx version of feminism. So for me, I... I believe in equality of sexes. What does that mean? It's about that men, women, trans, whoever, whatever you identify as, deserves to have equal rights as each other. And that treating someone differently based on their gender is not fair. Mm. I think the reality is we live in a world where people are treated differently for their gender. And I don't know that I go, oh, feminism's going to change that. I mean, it would be beautiful if there were some change, but I, I, this is going to sound so pessimistic, I don't envisage a world where it is going to be fully equal. I think one of the sticking points for me in feminism from that definition is Mm. that I do see a value in treating people differently based on gender. Mm. Do I see a value in disadvantaging someone? Absolutely not. So, for example... Having a lower wage because you're a female, no, that's a disadvantage. That's yep. that's not okay. Opening the door for a woman or offering to hold a heavy bag for a woman and not maybe your male mate. Chivalry. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate that. I think that's really beautiful. I think it acknowledges it's a, it's a sign of respect and it mm-hmm. also acknowledges that we have differences, like we have genetic differences. So I think that's where 
this idea of equality mm-hmm. and not to be treated differently denies our femininity if we're just exclusively talking about male gender. or female yeah. gender. And I'm, I can only speak to that because I'm, I identify as female, so that's mm-hmm. why I'll speak to that. That's fascinating to me, yeah, because I also know we both work in our day jobs in the disability space and I know persons with disabilities who would love if someone held the door open for them and I also know people who would be really angry mm. if someone held the door open for them. And I actually see the same thing for feminism and the understanding of like chivalry versus are you assuming that I can't like um, and I think it very much varies person to person the takeaway I've had from some of the discussions we've been been having particularly about feminism with different people is that we all have different definitions of what it means and that so much of the vitriol that comes has has come because we all have different definitions of what that actually means to be a feminist. I asked on my social media pages, do you identify as a feminist? And I had some people who said, absolutely no. And and I was like, okay, tell me more. And they're like, because I don't hate men. And I'm like, for me, that's not the value. Like I don't actually, I don't, I wouldn't say I hate men. So that wouldn't be my definition of what being a feminist is. But and this is sort of where I'm going to get a little bit on my soapbox. Um, <laughs> like we talk about the patriarchy and I guess like we also need to have a definition for what that is because yeah. um, I would then go, okay, so why is there a negative connotation with the word feminist and who does it serve to take a word that was supposed to empower women and make it something that you wouldn't want to identify with? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question and I think for me that happened with extremist feminism Yes, where all of a sudden it dehumanised and devalued men. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with that. I would call myself a humanist Mm -hmm. rather than a feminist. I love that. Yeah. And the other thing that didn't really sit well for me was it was very um, contradictory. So you would have a bunch of women fighting for female rights and then not supporting one another. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and so do I want to belong to a tribe like that? No, I don't want to belong to a tribe like that. Mm. I'm not saying that all feminists are like that. No, no, but that's what and you Certainly were not. But, yeah, I think that's, mm. that's a lot of what I was seeing, that pendulum swing and then the forgetting of what does it actually mean. What are we here for? Yeah, and what does it mean to value women and to promote a value of, of women? Essentially, if feminism for me mm. was – if it was about valuing women to the same extent that we value men, we, we're valuing them in different ways. Mm. We have different roles, in my view. Then I would be on board. That's fascinating. The other interesting thing that I, that I had from when I spoke to different people, including yourself, Kimmy, yeah. was that we all wanted better treatment of women. Yeah. You know, we might not be able to 100% agree on what a definition for every single person could agree on and say, yep, that's it. But they were all going, yeah, absolutely, I've been treated differently because of my gender in a way that has not made me feel comfortable. Or safe. Yes, or safe, absolutely. Or respected, yeah. Yep. Or I've been paid differently or I've, you know, had a negative experience in that space. And so – I think when we start talking about this stuff, we have to acknowledge the flip side of that, which is the privilege of not having had that experience. My husband said to me when we had our daughter that he had a taste of what it must be like to be 
discriminated against because of gender because when we had her, you know, we were in hospital for quite a a fair bit of the first two or three weeks and all of the doctors and nurses and everyone would only talk to me. And so he would be there and I would be overwhelmed and they'd be going, when was the last feed? And I'm sleep deprived and I'm going, I don't know. And he'd answer the question and then they'd ask the next question to me. And he's like, I'm right here. I'm a caring parent. I'm involved. And because I'm not the mother, I don't matter. And we even had a child health nurse turn up at our home who had said, I think she was only six weeks old. And she was like, oh, you know, it's so hard organizing dinners and trying to look after the baby and everything. You know, men just don't think about that. They get home from work and go, where's dinner? And I was like, I haven't cooked in six weeks. My husband has done all of it. And right now I'm sitting on the couch talking to you and he's changing the baby. Like she's just been weighed and he's putting her nappy back on and her clothes back on. So like I think the assumptions can work both ways but it was really fascinating to see the flip side of what had always been my experience of being treated in a less than favorable light because I was female yeah I wonder how much of the things that feminists who often can be described as angry are trying to say hey look at this thing do you even realize that this thing is different because when we have experienced something so many times it just becomes normal. Mm. And until you look at the privilege of someone who hasn't had that experience, you don't realise that it's different. Yeah. I've certainly had experiences where I feel like I've been disadvantaged in the way that I've been treated by men and that I've been treated in a way that I wouldn't have been treated had I been a fellow man. Yes. And <laughs> uh, in multiple contexts. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt the feeling of this is a clash in my values. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't actually feel kind. I haven't ever felt like I'm going to be a feminist because of that. And that's really interesting for me until recently. And we've had conversations about mm. this. One incident in particular at my son's soccer training where it was very overtly obvious that I was being discriminated against because I was a female. Then I, I, I don't know, something in me shifted and I thought, you know, I, I actually understand how women could get to the point where they're fully identifying as feminists. Mm. And that then leads me to my next question and mm. that is you identify as a feminist mm-hmm. and then how does that impact on the way that you behave mm. and act? I think part of it ties back to the privilege we were talking about before. I observe the world through the lens of looking for the potential to either be disadvantaged or like if I'm going to be treated differently, I'm going to point it out. So I'm kind of like, I'm not just going about my business going, the rules are the rules that society set and they dictated them and that's just the way it is. I'm like actively going about it going, hey, there's a thing here that's different. Has anybody else noticed this thing that's different? And do we think it has to be like this? I remember shopping for shoes for my daughter and I was looking for ones that were going to be easy for her to play with, that would support foot development, that she could run around, that weren't going to get completely trashed in two seconds and I couldn't find them. And in the baby shoe section, there were shoes for gendered boys, you know, they were typically blue sneakers. Or, yeah, sneakers or they were brown or they were khaki green or whatever. And then there were the shoes for girls. 
and the shoes for girls were sandals with the thinnest soles or they were like they just were not practical shoes to play in. So you could either have practical shoes to play in or you could have pretty shoes, but you couldn't have both. And I remember really like I was just so angry. And I like (laughs) and I know like people have like this real like stereotype of like feminists are really angry. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually fucking angry about this. Because why should we have to choose? Yeah. I get that anger as a parent. Yeah. I've experienced that with my boys. I've got Mm. two beautiful boys I'm raising. And for me, it's such a privilege to be raising hopefully one day really beautiful men. But we actually literally changed primary schools for the most part because we felt that the teachers were sexist against boys, Mm. pro-girls, and projecting their feminism onto these little kids in a very overt way. Yeah, the boys would get, uh, not just my boys but in general, Mm. in trouble for things that the girls wouldn't. So, for example, the girls could hit the boys or throw sand (gasps) at the boys or rocks at the boys. They wouldn't get in trouble but a boy did that to another boy they would get in trouble and they would almost get, you know, really severely in trouble if they did it to another girl. Yeah, see, I don't feel that's okay. No, <laughs> no. And I think there's – so I've seen I've seen the damage, that unconscious – Bias. An unconscious, yeah, an unconscious attention to the rights of women have had. Mm. Yeah. I do think we have a tendency as a community to overcorrect. True, I agree. And so oh, I was listening to something recently about – this exact thing that we have a tendency to overcorrect and so we tend to go almost the opposite direction of no we need to now fight for the rights of of the underprivileged to a point where we're now discriminating against another group of people as yeah. a result so like there's parts of me that go no I don't I don't agree with that at all and there's also parts that go I'm really I'm really glad that the topic is being discussed and I'm also saddened that there's little boys out there who are being taught a double standard in the opposite way. Mm, and I think it's very, I, I guess I realise it because I really highly value men. Um, I absolutely love men and I've got my two little boys. And it's it's a real thing that men and teenagers and little boys are almost being socialised to feel ashamed of being a boy or yeah. being male. And this whole concept of toxic masculinity, which I absolutely know exists 100%. Mm. But actually, we need our men to have some kind of grit as well, not to hurt us, hmm. but they need to have, they're biologically wired. They have more testosterone than yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not condoning the use of that for yeah. harm on, on men or women, um, but I, I just, yeah, I, I wonder about the damage in depriving each gender the or gender groups. to express themselves. Yeah, in healthy ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And um, that goes beyond male, female. Essentially, it comes back to people having the opportunity to express what feels right for them. Yeah. And to have their needs met too. Yes. I need to have an equal pay. Yes. Sometimes I also need men to lead me because I actually just want to surrender into my femininity and be creative. That's mm. a need I have sometimes. Do you think that that's surrendering to femininity or do you think that's the give and take of a relationship? No, I would say it's surrendering into my femininity because I've experienced that in the context of even being around strangers. So sometimes I just, if I'm lost, for example, and I go up to someone and they happen to be male, can you just please tell me where to go? Can you lead the way? 
is I can't mm. think right now and I just need to surrender into this and I just need you to take care of this for me. And I feel, don't feel not strong for doing that. I mm. actually feel really empowered for being able to say, you know what, you've got this, you know how to lead in this way and I'm going to let you because right now I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's one example. I think that is a really good example of that we can have different needs at different times. Yeah, absolutely. The needs change. Mm. Yeah. I would frame the same example slightly differently. Oh, tell me more. I'm really interested. I would say, and I, I'm still exploring this concept myself, I would go there are definite examples where, and this is what I guess what I mean by like we overcorrect sometimes or like, and there's the reality is we live in a social soup <laughs> and you kind of <laughs> can't really get out of it. Like we're still soaking in it. Oh, what a visual. <laughs> I could go up to somebody, like let's say I bought a mower and I had bought it by myself because I'm a strong, independent woman, and do you think I could lift that thing into the back of my car? No, I am not strong enough to do it. And I had a man come over and offer to help me, and I was like, thank you so much. That's lovely. For me, I would have been going, that's an example of privilege as a woman that I might be falling into that old-fashioned role and that the mm, – Interesting that you say old-fashioned. Yeah, traditional it's role perhaps should really be a interesting. more appropriate language. But, yes, into that role and that if the man who came over to do it for me, I would view him as being respectful and kind and even like maybe he's a feminist. If he said, would you like some help with that, he would then be honouring my choice to say yes, please or no, thank you. Oh, see, I'd prefer him to say, let me help and to just go and do it because I value a man who can lead in healthy ways. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I want him to ask me. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I yeah, want to have. where does come from? Part of me thinks that, like maybe is it consent? Respect me enough as a person regardless of if I'm a man or a woman to ask if I need help or not. Mm. But I do think particularly when it's a man coming over to help, I also think part of it's about safety. A strange man is approaching me. <laughs> is he a safe person? Like, and so him asking, can I help you, is almost like asking consent to help, but also not taking away my autonomy. Yeah. If I wanted to be able to do that for myself so that I could do it myself and say I did it, then he didn't take that away from me. Really interesting. Yeah, like that's my right to my independence. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean there are different situations where I would absolutely need and want to be consulted. Mm. Valid, valid. Yeah, totally. And I think I can see value in both. Um, like we said earlier that there's some people with disabilities who would want them to hold the door open without asking and go how rude that they don't mm. and other people who would be offended that someone thought they couldn't do it themselves. Mm. I think it's the way the behaviour or the gesture is perceived. Totally. And I, I think maybe my view is influenced by my understanding of masculinity and femininity and what kind of woman I want to be in relation to a man and vice versa. Okay, tell me a little bit more about yeah. that. Mm. What's your understanding? Like what does being feminine or being masculine mean to you? Oh, my gosh, this is going to open up a big can of worms <laughs> and, and, and go into a whole other topic, but let's dive in. And I can't dive in without telling you a story. Okay, I love stories. And I won't divulge details because it does involve someone else, so I want to respect his privacy. Yep. But for a long time I was in a relationship with a man where uh, he was very in his feminine. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean he did not want to lead 
He did not take charge. He did not make decisions. He didn't problem solve. He was very surrendery. Isn't that interesting? Because I would, I would be like, he was a man who, and then described his behavior, but I wouldn't have said he's a man who was in his femininity. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. I think we have we have different definitions. Yeah, for and sure. frameworks. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, continue with frameworks. your beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that that meant that I had to go more into my masculinity, which is the way that I would. That's how you frame it. So I had to take charge. I had to sort things out. You know, and it took me way out of being able to surrender and feel safe. And ah, I think this touches on yeah, this touches on a thing where if I. Um, around a man who doesn't embody his masculinity thoroughly enough or in a healthy way, I do not feel safe. And I can't mm-hmm. let my guard down and I can't actually really flourish as a human in that person's presence because I'm in self-protect mode. That's interesting. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something there. And I wonder how much of it's to do with our different experiences of men and women in our histories too, like, Mm. and particularly when you're growing up, if you have witnessed different examples of what it is to be feminine or masculine or, you know, a man or a woman and what made you feel safe as a child, it makes sense to me that then how that would reflect in your adulthood and in your relationships later on. Yeah, and I've definitely experienced men who have taken charge inappropriately and have Mm. completely been so disrespectful to the women around them, so dismissive, have really taken away their autonomy and their rights. To me, that's not masculinity. No. That's just rudeness and disrespect and no, entitlement. Same yeah. Same, same both there. <laughs> <laughs> we agree on that definition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I grew up with a mum who probably identified as a feminist. Mm-hmm. I say probably because I don't want to speak for her and she's not here to speak for herself. So, um, But I definitely felt like that was supported you know my daughter already been to a rally for um against sexual abuse like like I think yeah. she would have been maybe seven months old and mum and I both went it was around the Brittany Higgins yeah and we went to one of those and I was like baby's first protest um so <laughs> I'm kind of like photo in the show notes <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so I think like I grew up with that and at the same time I had a dad who would take charge would be supportive and I knew that if I needed help I had that Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like it took away from me and so I don't know maybe my experiences of that then were outside of at home where I was treated differently but it still happened within family units you know I had grandparents who would treat me differently because I was a girl Mm -hmm. and my cousins were boys and did they tell me about the different treatment if you if you don't Mm. mind you don't have to go into detail but was it treated differently or disadvantaged both Mm-hmm. It would be some cousins would get extra treats or lollies or money, even gifts of money. Because they were Because they were boys, boys. yeah. Um, I even had a grandparent, a great-grandparent, literally say to me, oh, but he's a boy. Okay, note to self, should have been born with a penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of my grandparents and cousins and people, like, lived in regional Queensland. Like, we were definitely not city people mm. um and so it tends to be more conservative mm. and conservative tends to be more traditional and so all of those sort of values tend to flow on and some of them I would say as an adult with my own views and opinions I don't agree with and some of them I go okay that's helped form some of my opinions either for or against so I wonder when I look back on that sort of stuff is some of the 
times where I get angry. <laughs> I, there, it's interesting. There's such like vitriol and negative connotations with someone who might be an angry feminist. Like if you're there going, okay, if anger is just another emotion dressed in drag, what is it that's actually going on underneath here? Like mm. I'm pissed because I'm being treated differently from something that I have no control over. And what's underneath the being pissed? Yeah, that's a bloody good question. Maybe I'm hurt. Okay. You can't see me and the value that I have to offer. One of the things I love about you is that you do uphold for the value of women. And I think what I'm hearing is that's the foundation of your understanding, your feminism mm. that you identify with. Yeah, women have so much amazing value to offer the world. I agree that men and women have different perspectives because the way we are treated in society is different. The simple reality is I can't know what it feels like to be a man because I've always been treated as a woman and they can't know what it feels like to me because vice versa. And that there's beauty to that. But there's also, if you don't acknowledge that there are cons to both sides of that, then I think it's unfair to both. Yeah. Like, there, like you know, we can sit here and go, I'm a feminist and I've been treated differently because I'm a woman. Well, you know what? Men are treated differently because they're men too. Absolutely. In the moments where I get angry, I'm like, yep, damn right, I have every right to be pissed about that. And then on the flip side, I would just as likely stand up and say, boys deserve to feel emotions and not be made feel less for having them. In the same breath, I would go – don't you dare shame that little boy for crying. You yeah. let him cry. He's allowed to have feelings just as much as anyone else. If he wants to play with dolls, let him play with dolls. If he wants to, you know, be a stay-at-home dad, you know, and not just little boys but men. Like let's allow men to step outside of what the traditional role of masculinity looks like, just like I feel like we should allow women to step outside of the traditional role of what femininity looks like. So perhaps it's more that I'm my version of – feminism is about people having the option to do what it is that feels right for them to be a choice yeah have the option look at this we're just discovering things as we go <laughs> yeah that, I think that's really profound I'd love to know if you could describe the type of feminism that would make it very difficult for another woman to say no to I think my understanding of feminism is about choice the choice to be the kind of woman that you want to be and to have autonomy about how you're treated in this world. And to me, that doesn't mean it's about hating on another gender. I think it's about pointing out when there are differences, both positive and negative. Because I don't think it's fair to go, hey, he didn't do this thing for me. And then on the flip side go, but I got to be treated as a damsel in distress over there. And that was well in my favor. It's about pointing it out and observing it and taking note and going, is this how we want to treat people? Like kind of consciously being aware of, hey, this thing happened. Are we actually all okay with that, guys? Can we take note? Can we be aware of what's going on around us and the community that we're creating? What are we perpetuating that maybe we don't want to be as a society? For me, feminism includes considering the needs of men in that. I think it takes a really brave and courageous woman to be able to hold the space for a man to have his emotions. I agree. That there needs to be a place for that in feminism too. That we can't on one side stand up and say, hey, you need to treat me equally and not give the same freedom to men. That doesn't mean you get to treat me less than. It doesn't mean I deserve to be treated better than. It just means let's consciously take in how we treat each other. Yeah, which is my definition of humanism. <laughs> Maybe I'm a humanist. I think why I would say feminist over humanist 
because I think even though there are differences between gender, overwhelmingly what I see is more of a less than for women, Mm. that we are disadvantaged more than we're advantaged because of gender. So welcome to the Feminist Club, Kimmy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's not a convince you to change your opinion. It's literally just a conversation. So yeah, I no, I that. think we've got a lot of common ground in our beliefs and in what we're hoping for for humans. The reason I like the term humanist is mm. because it it's really positive and a humane. It's a humane word. It doesn't involve a fight or an argument. It's very, it keeps um, the focus really positively and it, it encompasses all the different ways we can dehumanise yes. and disadvantage. So, you know, we could get rid of the word racism or discrimination or sexism. Do you think that's realistic? I think that's where I feel like the fight comes in. Even if we go, what a beautiful world it would be if those things didn't exist. They're still going to exist. Yeah. But I think because in my brain I like to simplify things and keep yeah. things really practical and yeah. straight, like what are we what are we pitching for here and how can we do it in a really peaceful way that doesn't contribute to the anger and, and puts us right back and keeps us moving forward. And I just I feel like if we're all focused on treating one another humanely, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter if someone has a disability that they identify with or, you know, a different sexual orientation or they're from a different culture, that mm. we're simply putting the human in front of us. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Anyway, that's that's my vision for a utopian world. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think that's how I that's how I strive to live my life. Yeah, I like that. I don't like the fight involved. That I don't like the that feeling of fight. Mm. Yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you like about it? I feel like it's like there's passion behind it. Mm. I feel like in some ways like it's a validation of an experience too. When I think about some of these times where, you know, you have people who are really angry and it might be they're really angry about being treated as a differently as a person of colour or differently based on their gender. I think that sometimes the fight actually validates their lived experience and that there is, I don't know, is trauma the right word? Like, I think some people would experience trauma. Yeah. And there are, there are women out there who will go, you know what, I was assaulted or I was fired or I was discriminated against and so they are angry. Whilst I go, I agree with you that when there's the fight, it takes away, like, you know, if we think about anger, we're not exactly in our logical brain. (laughs) We're often deep in our emotional brain. So the decisions we make are not going to be our smartest. (laughs) But I also think in some ways it acknowledges the struggle. The being seen is important. Yeah. That -hmm. they're angry and they're angry because they're hurt, because they've been treated different for so long and that they need that validated is society ever going to be able to give us that? And is the fight the most effective way of having people listen and acknowledge? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but I understand the fight. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to me that that's why there's still a lot of people that are in that that anger place. And when the other side, and I don't want to make it about sides, but when the other side denies that there's ever been mistreatment. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's frustrating. That's a trigger. I had a experience with, I'm going to say friend because I do think he's a friend, but we have very different values on this, where he shared something about that women were biologically 
intended to not work and that they were the gatherers and the men were the hunters and oh my god I was so mad (laughs) I can only imagine the look on your face did you have steam yeah pouring out of the first thing I did was like at first I was like I'm ready to fight I (laughs) know like and then I was like no that's not the most healthy expression of this so instead I made a reel And I went and researched all the occasions in history where women were working and how far back that went and that my job to be led by you while you make me stay at home and don't use my brain is just not ever going to happen, sunshine. And I had conversation with him afterwards. I was like, wow, I was so triggered. And you know what? You triggered me to make some incredible content. (laughs) So thank you for that. And and also we agreed to disagree. Like He was not in any way interested in hearing what I had to say and because I was so triggered I don't think I was interested in his his comments on it either like yeah you couldn't find any common ground there yeah we could go you know what I respect you enough as a friend to go let's never talk about this again (laughs) (laughs) to go not today yeah both of us were probably coming from some deep emotions Mm. like I obviously had some pretty deep emotions about about that and I think he obviously did too and so if you're coming from a place of hurt into that like you said the fight then no one's listening yeah I wonder what need he has that's underlying his view anyway we Mm. can speculate we sure can your need I can hear was autonomy and choice how dare you yeah take the choice away from me and Mm. my autonomy to choose to work and it's interesting you say that because when I say autonomy and choice I I don't, like, and I have this with my um, Freedom Mama Co stuff, I don't have any dog in the fight as to whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you work. For me, it's do you get a choice in it? Yeah. And do you feel free in that choice that you got to make? Yeah. But I think probably my trigger was don't you dare shame me. (laughs) Don't you dare tell me I can't have the freedom (laughs) to make my own choices. Oh, so when are you going to go watch the Barbie movie? I'll have to do a review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should. Mm. It's I haven't ruled it out. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared to not be impressed. Yeah, I I'm, think pre- I'm prepared to be really um, aggrieved by how they portray. Men. Yeah, 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 and women. Yes, and also people who don't identify as either. Yes. Male or female. That that really triggers me as well. That there's only a binary option provided. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel a little offended by that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like really in today's society Can we're we do still that? doing that really. So I almost have decided not to watch it because of that, but I will watch it because of you. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll discuss it. Yes. An episode for a later day. Yeah. Great Thank conversation. You.